0: Uh, hey, folks, we're going to jump right into a, a, a little skit video that we have prepared for you. And, and what you're going to see, as you see there, there there's going to be six different characters that uh, uh, that, that I believe you're going to be able to connect with. And these six different characters, uh, they, they show a lack of contentment for the most part. And so as you're watching uh, um, uh, and, and afterwards, I'll, I'll ask you to just kind of chime in and let us know, like, who you connect with the most, uh, speaker number one, speaker number two, speaker number three four five six right who do you connect with the most here or maybe you connect a little bit with all of them so uh, sit back and enjoy uh, this little skit prepared by these uh, um, uh, very professional actors very professional actors so uh, let's watch it together hey everybody my name is Mike I'm known to be a pretty good guy but there are still a lot of things about me that I kind of want to change for instance My smile. Yeah, I want a smile that knocks all the girls down. You know, one with dimples. Also, I I just want to be more popular and and have more friends. Kind of like that Shelly girl in my third period class.
1: Hi, I'm Shelly and I'm like a MacGyver freak. Like always talk about MacGyver with my girls. And I don't know if you know what I mean, but it's like a part of me. I mean, like, sometimes I think about, like, what it would be like if me and Mac were together and it kind of goes like this. I'd be like, hey, Mac, what's going on? And then he'd be like, I don't know. And then I'd be like, well, hey, um, I just wanted to let you know that I, like, totally love you. And then he'd be like, cool. Me too. And I just know, one day, we are gonna meet. And then that day comes, I don't want him to think that I'm like totally stupid. I mean, you probably can't tell, but I'm not that smart. I wish I was a little bit smarter. Kinda like that
2: Irwin guy. The other day in my calculus class, I was trying to find the exact difference between the heat of the sun and the heat of the f- of a frog. And coincidentally, I stumbled upon, a- upon the exact formula to jump back straight in time. So with with my excitement, I packed all my books and began to began the ride on my bicycle to the laboratory to do some experiments. And much to my surprise on my way there, I'll stop by a really gang of thugs. First, one of the thugs threw a rock at my chest and luckily my pocket protector shielded the blow. But the attack that soon came, couldn't even be stopped by the by my pocket protector. Bullies threw me on the ground and beat me up. And the worst part is that they took my formula my formula to go back in time, and they used it back in time and beat me up again. Oh, it was just horrible. I wish I was bigger and stronger so stuff like that wouldn't happen again. I wish I was more like that varsity football player, Brock.
3: Hello, my name is Brock. Yeah, it's true. I I can bench like 275. Not everyone can have the strength and agility like me. I know that. It's God's gift. As a matter of fact, you just say I'm God's gift to football and to girls. I mean, football is all my life. It's all I do. Uh, you can tell that just by my what I wear and when I'm around. And don't get me wrong, I love football, but I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. It's Football's not going to last forever. I'm going to have to grow up sometime. There's so much out in the world that I don't even know anything about. And don't think it's weird or anything, but I'm missing a certain piece of my life, I'm feeling. and The other day, I was speaking with this Christian girl, and she was saying some amazing things. And oddly enough, it made sense to me. And, well, what does she have that I don't have? I mean, I really want to know, and I really want it.
1: God, I thank you so much for everything you've done for me and everything that you've given to me. I know I'm not exactly where I need to be, but I want to be more like you. God, thank you for my family and for my friends. I want to set a better example to my friends, and I want them to see that you're evident in my life. I pray that you can make me bold and be able to spread your word without fear of what people will think of me. My grandfather has that quality. God, spiritually, I want to be more like my grandfather. I lived a good life, a long life. I've accomplished so many different goals and dreams of mine, but there are a lot of things that I I would have done differently. On one hand, I wish I could start all over and do things differently. I wish I had the wisdom I have now when I was younger, to tell myself to live life to the fullest. On the other hand, I wish I could just go back and be a teenager and have fun and live a simpler life. There are so many young men in the church that I wish I could be. One that sticks out in my mind in particular is that young man, Mike. I wish I could be like Mike.
0: (laughs) So many times we wish that we could be like other people or have different things or have completely different lives. Everyone wishes they had something that they didn't. But when we pull it all into perspective, the only thing that we should really want, really need, or really be like is Jesus Christ. Hey, we hope that you enjoyed uh, watching that video and uh, and that you were able to connect with one of those characters. Again, uh, just engage with us a little bit and tell us which character you engaged with the most. Uh, you know, one through six, or maybe all. If it's all, just say the word all, and and uh, and we'll be able to. To uh, uh, some of you are just thinking, man, I, I just want to be like the grandpa who was on the beach. Like that's super sweet, right? So uh, just let us know which character you most connected with. Um, that skin is really meant to draw out for us that we are just sort of, sort of naturally, you know, discontent people. We, we just sort of naturally lack contentment, and 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 some of us are are more content than others. I get that, but. But there are just moments in life, right, where we just kind of have this knee-jerk, um, sinful nature reaction, right, that, that, where we just lack contentment. Uh, and so, so in the skit, right, uh, how many times do we say in life, I want to be more like so-and-so so that I have whatever, right, popularity, uh, brains, strength, peace, you name it, right? I want to be more like so-and-so so that I can have this. Um, uh, let me just uh, give you another example uh, of naturally lacking contentment, personal story confession moment. Uh, so so don't judge me here. Right. But, but this uh, goes back to just this past Tuesday, uh, Tuesday morning, it's 930 in the morning. And let me tell you about some things that happen at 10 a.m. Uh, on Tuesday morning around my house, on a normal Tuesday morning at, at 10 a.m. Um, normal Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. in my house, um, I'm jumping on to a Zoom call with the staff from church, and we uh, usually have some devotion time together. <clears throat> and then if there's any business to do, we do business together and, and usually a little bit of brainstorming as well. Uh, at the same time, 10 a.m. Tuesday mornings. Noah is jumping onto a call with his teacher and um, and and a couple of kids from his class right it's kind of a small group time for him it, it's a it's an important uh, opportunity for him to engage in uh, Zeke is usually also doing some schoolwork of some kind um, this past Tuesday we added something to the mix and Krista was going to try to to brave Costco uh, she was going to leave house at the at nine fifteen or nine thirty to try to get the the coveted toilet paper right that everybody needs right now and uh, and so it's 9 9.30 in the morning, right, on Tuesday morning, 30 minutes before all this is supposed to happen, and and my internet goes out. It just stopped. I mean, one second it was working, and then the next second it wasn't. And, and my family can attest to it, and I'm being honest with you here, I did not handle the situation very well. I, I naturally went into angry and frustrated mode, and then I went into, you know, work and, and problem-solve-it mode, and, and I'm resetting the Wi-Fi box, and I'm plugging and unplugging everything, and I'm reading on my phone, how do I connect the Wi-Fi box to my computer and, you know, just work it and try to figure it out. And, and then I go to Comcast app, right, and, and, and find out it has nothing to do with my Wi-Fi, it's a, it's a Comcast problem and they're, uh, you know, resetting or, or doing something and there's going to be an outage for for a season and, and, and that makes me feel a little bit better, but I throw up my hands in apathy, right, and just kind of say, oh, who cares, I can't do anything about it and can't fix it, and then finally just jump on to the call with the staff and and uh, I'd like to say that my spirit was restored in that moment, but instead I stayed angry and frustrated uh, for at least another hour or so, right? So so just another story, personal story, um, just this past Tuesday, right, that we just kind of naturally have these moments where we lack contentment, the knee-jerk reaction inside of us. is is to be angry and frustrated or work or be apathetic and and just move on right past the problem. Um, In the meantime moments, uh, these moments in life, they they tend to draw out and and really stir up a a lack of contentment in us. Uh, When we're in the meantime moments, um, we sometimes tend to look at other people and, and, and there's like kind of jealousy that stirs in us um, just a couple of examples, right? There might be a 15-year-old that really wants to, um, to, to leave uh, the home, right? It's tired of living at home. And he starts to look at a college kid and says, man, I really wish I could be like that college kid so I could have some, what, some freedom. Um, uh, sometimes uh, a, a couple or a spouse that's in a marriage that is struggling might look at another couple and say, oh, they're so lovey-dovey all the time, and I want to be more like them so I can be in love again. In the meantime, moments tend to stir up this this lack of contentment in us. Uh, sometimes we're in the meantime moment and we look backwards and we say, "Oh, I wish I could just go back to that season in life. That was so good. That was so natural. That was that was so comfortable back there." Um, in the meantime moments, we, we tend to sometimes look at ourselves and we say oh, no, right? Because we're looking at the scenarios and the situations and the circumstances in front of us, and um, and, and and we don't know what to do. We know that we aren't good enough. We, we know that we're not capable. We don't have the abilities to handle it. And so in the meantime, we look at ourselves and the unknown future, and we say, oh, no. Our natural reaction over and over again in life um, is to lack contentment, and so 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 just see this right. Um, it, it makes for me. By the way, if you uh, connect with my personal story, right, just give me a thumbs up so I know I'm not alone, right? So you, so I know that that uh, that other people have those moments. Uh, go to your chat box and uh, and just hit hit a thumbs up there so so you can sympathize with me and know that uh, that we're in it together. Um, this natural thing in us that lacks contentment makes today's Bible verses. If I'm honest, just just in some ways, really frustrating. <laughs> and, and, and at the same time, the, the longer I sit on it, um, the, the, the more helpful it becomes. So, so just see this. Uh, on the one hand, it, it, it's frustrating to read these verses from Philippians chapter four, because it feels... A little bit like, like Paul is this, this spiritual guru, this spiritual superhero that, that is suggesting or, or throwing out there some kind of unattainable goal, right? Hey, be content. And, and it's kind of like, no, I can't be, right? There, there's this natural reaction in us that, that lacks contentment. And, and so, so on the one hand, these verses, if I'm being honest, are frustrating. But, but the more that I look at these verses and, and really consider who the Apostle Paul is, these verses can be very helpful to us. And so when I look at chapter four, verse, verse 12, especially, and I see just the first couple of things that, that Paul says, all of a sudden, the, these verses become more helpful. Uh, the apostle Paul says, I uh, know what it's like to be brought low, right? I know what it's like to be brought low. In other words, I have been brought low. I have experienced lowness in life. I've been taken down into the valley of life. What does that look like for you? Almost everybody that I've talked to um, has said, you know, in this unique season of life, I've, I've had a, at least a low moment, if not a low day, if not a low week, if not low weeks. But, but you know, outside of this unique time, what has that looked like for you to be brought low, uh, to, to have those, those moments or those seasons of lowness, so th- those seasons of being in the valley, Uh, The Apostle Paul uh, tells us in in 2 Corinthians, uh, we know that that he has been beaten with rods and whips multiple times. That brings him low. Um, He is constantly on the move, and it seems like everywhere that he goes, he is in danger, and and that brings him low. Um, The Apostle Paul was shipwrecked three times, not once or twice, but three different times and those seasons of uncertainty and danger bring him low. And, and, and he's been imprisoned multiple times. And in fact, as he is writing the, the, this letter to the church in Philippi, he is in a maximum security prison, and, and Nero is the emperor over Rome, and Nero hates Christians and wants them all to be destroyed. This is the circumstance and the situation that he finds himself in. And, and, and so he says, I, I know what it's like to be brought low. But he also says in the next breath, I know what it's like to, to abound, right? And, and so, so he knows what it's like to have seasons of abundance. And and we've been there too, right? I, I know that to some degree we probably all say, oh, I wish I had more abundance. But but we, we've had seasons of abundance where it seems like everything is clicking and everything is kind of going well. And, uh, and, and, and we look at life and say, yeah, I've got enough. I have more than enough. Uh, for the Apostle Paul, um, uh, it's, it's him going to the house of Lydia. Uh, when he gets to the city of Philippi, um, he meets this lady named Lydia, and Lydia is upper, upper class. And, uh, and, and he tells Lydia about Jesus and, and about what it looks like to be a disciple. And Lydia is fascinated by this. And she says, oh, Paul, will you come to my house? Will you come to my mansion and tell me more about Jesus and about being a disciple? And so the apostle Paul says... Sure, right? And he goes and he lives in upper, upper class for this season of life. And he gets to tell Lydia more and more about Jesus and more and more about what it looks like to be a disciple. And so just see this, right? Paul is suddenly um, more of a friend and a trusted mentor that's sitting across the table from me with a cup of coffee in his hand. It's not so much that he's a spiritual guru or, or a spiritual superstar, as much as he is a friend and a trusted mentor, sitting across the table with a cup of coffee, and and he is he is listening to me. He's listening well, and 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 as he's listening, after he's done listening, he says, "You know what? I've I've been there. I, I've I've been in the darkest valleys, and and I've had those moments of joy and and happiness. I, I've been there. Can I share some of?" my experiences and learnings from those seasons. And so all of a sudden, see, see Philippians 4 here becomes less frustrating and more helpful, right, because uh, he is um, trying to pour into us across the table. Um, There's another thing about this section that that makes this very helpful, and it's really just one little word. Uh, It's the word learned. I love that word. What has he learned? He's learned contentment, right? So, so let's kind of just put a definition on the table. I know we're pretty far into this, but let's put a definition on the table, right? To, to be content means that you are internally self-sufficient. <laughs> internally self-sufficient. Um, uh, it, it means that you are um, independent of external things, right? Your mood, your spirit is not affected by external things. I've already shared and confessed Tuesday, I was deeply affected by external things, right? But but to be content means that you are independent of external things. Um, uh, to, to be content, Andy Stanley, who originally wrote this series, he says uh, it, it means that you have peace on the inside when everything outside is going crazy, right? Peace on the inside when everything outside is going crazy. And so just see this, um, I love that the Apostle Paul says he had to learn contentment. Maybe you've heard this before, but 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 that means that it wasn't natural to him. It's not like he he experienced this first moment and he was just like naturally born content and uh, he's been happy as a clam every single day of his life. No, no, he had to learn contentment. He had to struggle through it. He had to learn what it looks like to, to shorten those seasons of discontent. Now, I don't know about you, but but the way that I learn is is I learn something, and and then I forget it, and, and then I relearn it, and then I forget it again, and then I hit my head and say, oh, yeah, duh, right, and then I have to relearn it, and then I forget it, and then I hit my head, and then I relearn it, and then I forget it, and then I hit my head and I relearn it. We we have to learn this over and over and over again. And so I think that the Apostle Paul is probably the same, right, if he's not that spiritual guru, that spiritual superstar that we sometimes make him out to be, then then he's just learning it and relearning it and relearning it in every season of life. And and it probably means that he still has these moments, these knee-jerk reactions of discontent, of lacking contentment, but he has learned, right? And so over time, those seasons of discontent and those seasons of lacking contentment, they shorten and they get, and they get smaller. So, so just see this. For me, right, that, that means that there's a lot of grace in that word learned. Um, I, I can give myself some grace <laughs> uh, because I am learning it and I'm still learning it. And I'll probably be learning it still next week. Um, this thing called contentment. Um, I, I, it means that I've got to give myself some time and some space. I, I should be expecting myself almost to to fail, but then to come back and relearn it and, and 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 refocus my heart and my mind. So so let's kind of get to it here. How does the Apostle Paul actually do this? Uh, the answer is found in Philippians four thirteen. And and before I read it, I, I just want to kind of say that this is. This is probably one of the most popular verses uh, in all of Scripture, um, uh, but, but it's, it's probably also one of the most frequently misused in all of Scripture. You probably have it on a coffee mug or on a T-shirt um, or, or on a poster in your home. Um, and, and I just kind of want to say up front that, that this verse, we've got to see this, is not about our ability. Um, Paul is not saying, hey, if Christ is in you, then you can step up to the plate and hit a home run. He's not saying if Christ is in you, that, then you can um, uh, pass that really hard class. We've got to remember that, that, that Philippians 4.13, Paul is talking about what? Contentment. This is a verse about contentment. And so just listen to what he says, and then we'll poke into it, and we'll say, how in the world does he do this? What has he learned? This is what it says. I can do all things, you know it, through him, who strengthens me, right? So here's what he says. Um, I can do all. Uh, The word things is actually uh, just a a word that's inserted into the English to make it easier to understand. What he literally says is I can do all. I can do everything. I I have the power. I have the resources. I have the peace, right? to, To be able to function in every season. I can encounter every moment and every situation and every scenario, right? I can do all. And then look at this, right? Through him, because he is a spiritual guru, through himself, um, I, I can do all because um, uh, I, I've, I've been through so many different seasons of life and I've learned that I'll be okay. I, I can do all through my wisdom and, and what I've gained from reading and learning from other people. No, what he says is I can do all through him see, see where is his focus it's not on other people next to him it's not on himself it's not out there on the circumstances of life and it's not even what's in his hands his focus is on Jesus I can do all through him through Christ who gives me his strength. This is almost like Paul admitting, I can't do this on my own, but he can. Um, I I won't be able to do this on my own, but I know and I trust that he can. Um, How does he do it? (laughs) He looks up. He stops looking side to side. He stops looking at himself in the mirror. He stops looking at his hands. He stops looking at the circumstances and he looks up. Now, I really wrestled with this yesterday because I'm, I'm sure that you probably got on here today and, and you probably wanted something more complex. <laughs> you probably wanted something more profound. But, but the reality is that contentment doesn't have to be complex and, and it doesn't need to be profound. What it is, is it's a, it's a simple pivot, right? It's a simple pivot away from um, everything else and a simple lifting of our chin up to Jesus. That's where contentment is found. I can do all. I can be in every season. I can be in every scenario through Christ who strengthens me. So so let me just say, say, say two quick things here at the, at the end. Um, in the meantime, right, you can look at yourself and go, oh, no. <laughs> you can look at others and you can be filled with jealousy. You can look at the past and say, oh, I wish I had that. Or you can get to work and try to solve the problem. You can throw in the apathetic towel. Or you can look at Jesus and let his strength, his character be enough for you. And the other thing I would say is, is go back to the, to the kids' chat that we had and, and just look at how the Apostle Paul says, I, I don't care what's behind the curtain. I don't care what gift you're going to show me. I'm going to say yes, because I trust in the hand of the giver. I, I trust in the hand of the, of the good father who loves me deeply. Contentment, um, it's not an impossible goal. It's a simple pivot of our heart and our mind to refocus back on Jesus.